This is the Saucer Afterlife, where we take a look at some reader questions and comments about the most previous episode, most previous, most recent episode, and also chat to a member of the Chizo family about their thoughts about the episode and any questions they might have. We'll get to that member of the Chizo family in a bit, but first, some comments from email and social media about our episode on The Nine. Alexandra on Twitter asks, where were the organs coming from for the Atlantean surgeries? Were they just trading with each other, growing them in labs? That's a good question. I I assume they were growing them in labs. I, I, I mean, that makes the most sense, but the way it's written, yeah, they could have just been like, swapping or something. Alexander follows up with, quote, I know the implication was the transplants were for larger eggplant emoji and such, but coming at this from a queer perspective, could they have been gender confirmation surgeries that the nine slash the channelers were against? We already know they were racist, end quote. So that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thing. And they don't really get into gender stuff in general. So, or specifically, so that is actually a very interesting question that I would be interested to know more about if anybody has a deeper knowledge of the nine's sort of position on on gender identity and and things like that uh drop us a line because that sounds really really interesting Doc Pinko on Twitter says that uh, he can't be the only one who thought about So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, the Douglas Adams novel, when the nine started talking about dolphins. Indeed, uh, Doc, you were not. That crossed my mind as well. Doc also points out that uh, even though you know he just died very recently, um, most Canadians don't know who Paul Hellyer was, and, and he's speaking as a Canadian. And um, Doc says, I only know him because of his UFO connection. Yeah, um, Paul Hellyer died very recently, age 98. Um, but yeah, just a very high level government official who just apparently believed every dang UFO thing he was told, uh, bless his heart. Uh, black wolf Oates on Twitter asks if shenanigans is an actual level of military intelligence work that uh, possibly involves weaponized pies and seltzer bo- bottles, sort of elite three stooges tactics. I, uh, I, I appreciated that. I, I use the word shenanigans as sort of a, a shorthand for, for horribly extra legal, probably immoral and unethical um, special operations. Shenanigans just sounds more pleasant and pie based. Lester asks, what does Ashtar think of the Nine or the Matrix or vice versa? Uh, Ashtar has no comment. Um, Lester also asked, which is more boring, um, the Nine or the Matrix? And I have to say the Matrix is more boring. At least the Nine has the whole backstory of uh, Andrea Puharik and Yuri Geller poking his head in and and channeling and, and a cast of characters. The Matrix is just one guy writing a bunch of nonsense. So um, yeah, I'd say the uh, I'd say the the nine are more interesting than the Matrix. But boy, it's uh, it's it's close sometimes. And we had another emailer who um, had talked to some people who were involved with some of you know, sort of the contactee scene back in the day and um, raised the, the sort of idea that this is all very much associated with intelligence agency mind control experiments that, you know, that's not something that just I came up with, you know, sort of oh, connecting the dots with Puharik and, and the nine. And I think we'll see in next week's episode about the book, The Stargate Conspiracy, that um, a lot of people sort of jumped to the conclusion that this was an MK Ultra style shenanigan, if you will. 
Okay, now let's go to our previously recorded segment. I mean, this is all previously recorded, but this segment was recorded previous to the, the segment you're listening to now, where we talk to a member of the Chizo family about this episode and their perceptions of it. And we are here with Samantha, one of the uh, members of the Chizo family, who is going to ask me some questions about the nine episode. And I will try to, or questions inspired by the nine <laughs> episode, and I will try to answer them. Yeah. Okay. So um, I am a ghosty person more than I'm a UFO person. So when I started listening to um, this, uh, the channelers seem a lot like seancey things, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so how, how do we know that these channelers were actually talking to otherworldly beings and not ghosts and demons? Well, because the beings said they were otherworldly, right? I mean, and we always believe whatever being is talking through somebody who they've, you know, physically, psychologically or, or mentally taken over, right? So, I mean, <laughs> if we, I guess if we're going to believe that the, the channeling is real, then we sort of, I mean, at what point do we say, well, no, that's, that's too far, that it's an alien. We're not going to accept that. <laughs> but, um, but we accept that they're channeling. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be they, they could maybe they were some kind of extra dimensional being that was trying to make themselves more familiar, um, more familiar context. But then we've got all the ancient alien stuff in there, too, like Atlantis and the Hoova people who become <laughs> the Hebrews and things like that. So I, I guess my short answer is I don't know. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it is very similar to the the spiritualist stuff and and you know trans mediums and and things like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so so I'll just stay on this theme for a second. I have I have a lot of these kind of questions, <laughs> so they all lead up to sort of this thing. Um, since it does remind me of nineteenth century spiritualism, which I've I've done a bit of studying of. Um, it kind of just seems like that idea wrapped in a 20th century lens, right? So, like, in the 19th century, they were interested in, uh, you know, proving there's another afterlife. And in this case, everybody's obsessed with sci-fi stuff. So, so what is it that you think, I don't know, in, in the environment that sort of brings this about again, like a new cycle of, of this kind of thing? So, if we look at the nine stuff as, as sort of a... It, part of a, a continuum going back to spiritualism there's there, you can sort of draw a line with dots connecting all the way through there's not really necessarily a big gap we've got this the spiritualists mm -hmm. in the late 19th century and then the early 20th century um we have the continuation of like the theosophical society and the sort of organized um organized spiritualism <laughs> I, I guess i don't know um orthodox spiritualism and that goes through like the 20s and the 30s and then in the 40s you've got um if, if people have listened to our uh, our episode about the um borderland sciences research associates and the etheric beings etheric beings that um they believe were behind the ufo thing in the 1940s and 50s um and then we get the nine so there's sort of a through line the sort of evolution from the spiritualists to the theosophists to you know, UFO contactees who, who, you know, 
operated through you know trance communication or um what's what's it where you write Oh, automatic um, automatic automa- writing. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna, what is it where you write automatically? <laughs> um, automatic writing and, and, and things like that. So I think if, if, if you think about the spiritualism and that's what you're familiar with, and this seems like, well, that's just a throwback to the spiritualism. Well, it's, it's, I, I think you could also argue it's an evolution mm-hmm. of, of what was going on with the spiritualism through that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It, it improved with technology. <laughs> Yeah, or the you know, ideas. We're, we're, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> or maybe not improved, but it, or it moved maybe with it, they were adapted. always spacemen. Maybe mm-hmm. they were always spacemen, and in the 19th century, the concept of spacemen didn't make as much sense, and so they interpreted it as something more primitive. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not that we're getting advanced. Maybe it's that that we're catching up, oh. and and finally at a place where the space beings can can be their their true selves. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, here's an easy one for you. Um, was Gene Roddenberry actually cheating on his wife? Oh, oh, all the time. Okay, like, I have no constantly, idea. Constantly, <laughs> constantly. Um, and it gets glossed over because people love Gene Roddenberry. Mm. But that um, that uh, that biography by Joel Engel that I um, cited in there is uh, is is remarkably. Mm blunt and is not <laughs> hagiographic at all which is which is nice i it took me forever to track down a copy of that at a decent price because mm. i think that the hardcore trekkies have have purged <laughs> it from the libraries but um in next week's episode where we talk about the stargate conspiracy there's some nine stuff there and i i actually take the time to debunk some of the the nine influence on star trek that gets thrown around mm. so i mean debunk it more because i hate it <laughs> so um but yeah yeah roddenberry screwed around like legendarily oh. yeah and then yeah. decided to put it all in a script yeah it's so Weird. okay so so here's the thing about roddenberry he's i mean this is harsh but after star trek he was pretty much a complete failure uh, he screwed up star trek the motion picture so bad that they wouldn't let him work on star trek anymore and then star trek the, Mo- the next generation came around in, in 87 it started and and his management style just it was a revol- an unprecedented level of revolving doors of writers and producers oh. for the first two years. It, it's, they did a whole documentary about the first season and how mm. chaotic it was. Wow. Um, and and he, he really didn't do anything else. There's another movie. Um, this one actually got made called Pretty Maids All in a Row mm. that he wrote. And it's um, Rock Hudson. I think it's Rock Hudson. Oh. And... Um, and a bevy of schoolgirls. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's skeezy. It's <laughs> and it, 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 it. You know, you watch it, and it comes. And there's there's some murder and stuff. I, I've got it. I haven't watched it. Um, <laughs> feel dirty, but it, it really comes across as this is this is a, an aging man's wish fulfillment Ooh. thing, which yes. is what the nine script was too. No, yeah. no wonder the the nine people were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even right. we don't think this is good. <laughs> All right. Next question. Yes. Uh, so when M first contacted Paharic through Dr. V, we'll say, um, do you think he slash they, they, whatever, um, did they specifically choose Paharic um, or were they just like shooting messages out there into the dark? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. That, um, that's a really good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this idea that that you know it's one of two things, right? They they knew that Puharik would be this this person who was who would 
you know, be able to get the job done mm-hmm. and and spread their message, or they're just like broadcasting mm-hmm. this kind of like we do with the SETI project, right, right? right? Broadcasting this radio signal and, you know, and Puharik and, and Dr. Vinod um, somehow picked it up. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, that's 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 an that's an interesting question. I, well, I, I, I asked it because, like, obviously, if they were looking for him specifically, it speaks to some level of omniscience, right? Like, like we know the person that we need to find. Like, we know it's this person. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's yeah that that makes sense. Um, yeah, because it just sort of bombarding human kind with thought rays could have some wildly unpredictable results. I, w- I would think that, you know, it would you know, drive people insane. Like yeah. people who are sensitive to those messages would get freaked out and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, um, that's a good question. I, I think they must've, they must've sought him out specially. Yeah. He's like kind of the, the Dr. Xavier of the, <laughs> I don't know. That's all I could think of. You should have um, worn, they should have worn one of those metal helmets right. like Mag- Magneto has. <laughs> Maybe that's why people make the tinfoil hats, right? They Cerebro. watch too much X-Men. Um, okay. <laughs> but enough about your childhood. Yes. So um, this question just says, Tom, question mark, the management, question mark. Were the nine making up Earth names? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> Tom, you know, was Atum. So that's oh, right. I sort yeah, of, yeah, it, right. it took me a while to figure that out. I was like, oh, it's Atum Tum Tom. Yeah, they might have heard okay. it as Tom. Um, but I still think the management is just the best sort of collective name mm-hmm. for um, for one of these things. That's mm-hmm. um, That's good stuff. But yeah, making up earth names, trying to be more approachable and warm and <laughs> right. friendly about the imminent destruction of the earth and why Israel is the most important nation on the, the planet yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I have one more question then. Okay. Um, so, uh, I don't want to say this. So when I was listening to this and alien channeling and Faraday cages and then, um, was her name Phyllis? Phyllis, Phyllis Schlemmer. Yes, yeah. yes. When she has that moment where they, she thinks she's like being taken out into space. Like a lot of things made me think of Hellier. And so then as I was oh. thinking of that, I was thinking like, oh, all of these paranormal things just overlap so much. And so do you like to think that all of these things are connected or like that, that these paranormal things like to stick in their individual boxes? Because clearly this is a lot of overlap with like yeah. – religion and channeling and extraterrestrials and whatever and hellier was definitely a lot of overlap i mean with pan but goblins extraterrestrial maybe like all yeah. of that so i think you, you take some ghosts you take some ufos you take some bigfoot <laughs> and pretty soon pretty soon you got a stew going you know it, it, it's um it, it's it's, uh, it's i th- i think if any of it is anything and i think that's a, a big question right yeah. um if any of it is anything i think it's all aspects of something that we've yet to fully understand and i think it's probably something that is part of the planet part of reality that we just can't fully sense Mm. or perceive and so it it breaks through in various ways and um and we uh we we interpret it as we will um which uh you know that isn't to say that there aren't space beings that isn't Mm -hmm. to say that there aren't undiscovered mammalian species roaming the woods um you know putting sticks in the 
shape of an X and, and <laughs> other bizarre things. Um, it's not to say there aren't little goblins running around Kentucky. I generally assume that there are. Um, <laughs> I live there. Have, there are. No, <laughs> there are. Okay. I, I, I it, it also might be, uh, I lived across the river from it for, for a while in college. So, um, actually for all of college. Mm-hmm. So, um, we tried to, uh, launch an attack on Kentucky with uh, potato cannons once, oh. but yeah, it didn't work. Um, never really made it to the shore even. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Simpson J. Hanover was behind that. He uh. was, uh, he was the, the big co-conspirator. That. <laughs> um, Okay, any other questions? Uh, That is all I've got. Okay, well, next time we're going to be looking at the Stargate conspiracy, which brings in the Nine. Samantha, would you like to come back for that, since you already have a a grounding in the Nine? Sure, I would love to. Okay, great. Um, Because the the saucer wife is like, I'm too busy for the next two weeks. I can't do anything. (laughs) So, um, okay, Um, saucer wife will be back for after the Nine. Um, and, uh, And Samantha will be back in two weeks and we will we will see what she thinks of what <laughs> lynn picknett and clive prince have to say about the nine and the face on mars mm-hmm. um because that's the thing okay thank you samantha yes thank you for having me all right we'll be back thanks for listening We'll be back next time with the Stargate conspiracy, which sort of puts the bow on the nine in a way and also um, brings in a whole lot of other stuff, stuff that I've been wanting to touch on, but didn't want to devote a whole specific episode to Richard Hoagland. Um, So we will take care of it here. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.